What's going on, guys? Welcome to The Holy Hustle. My name's Jalen. And my name's Zach. Here at The Holy Hustle, our goal is to provide real-life examples, our experiences, and provide practical steps to help you become a true disciple of Jesus in our world today. And just to do life together. So without further ado, make sure you guys hit the follow button, the like button, the subscribe button, and you come back every week for a new episode. Let's get right into it. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to The Holy Hustle. I'm Jalen. And I'm Zach. We're so happy to be with you guys again. So glad to be back. Another week. Let's go. Another Monday. Um, yeah, man, what's, what's going on? Not much. Uh, Emily was out of town this past weekend, so I was just kind of chilling at the house, uh, hanging out with Howie. Nice. Uh, turned in a bunch of donate stuff. It was pretty chill weekend. Howie's here right now. Yeah. He Zach might, brought his dog over to my crib. He might burst through these doors. Yeah, he like really he did might. He just did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also this weekend, me and Zach went and hooped for the first oh, yeah. time ever together. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. We got buckets. We actually, yeah. we actually beat a team. Um, so we we came on. It was our team. It was me full. And, me, Zach, and like three of my friends yeah and we went on and we won and then we lost the next game Did we only win one yeah we only won. it was a long only game won one. yeah yeah it was there was like five there was like people there was there. like 45 people there bro. yeah yeah that's like the most i've ever seen in an open gym um where we hoop at but it's so, nice there yeah it was it was it's very it's a nice good spot i woke up the next morning i was tired bro bro because i lift every day my but we knees don't, yeah i know i was like <laughs> i'm getting old dog i need to start stretching <laughs> no it's so funny dude i'll say like i feel like i'm getting old around the wrong person and they're like offended don't don't say that you're not old I'm like dude <laughs> I, I get it, but like yeah. my knees hurt. Okay, I yeah. feel like I'm old. You say mean- that, yeah, you say that around like someone, the wrong person. They're like, "You're so young. I don't want to hear that." <laughs> yeah, they get offended immediately <laughs> as they're like un- incapable of walking because their yeah. back hurts so yeah. bad. <laughs> That's not funny. We shouldn't be laughing at no, that. No, <laughs> we shouldn't. We shouldn't. This is a good podcast, a holy podcast, a right? holy hustle podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything much to talk about in the world right now. Yeah. John Morant is an idiot. Yeah, he needs I shouldn't say that. John Morant's not a smart guy for what he's been doing. Yeah, um, needs some good people in his life. Yeah, most like definitely. we all do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, um, but the world's crazy, bro. The world is very crazy. Yeah. He's going from riches to rags <laughs> instead of rags to riches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Uh, uh, Rod, Rod Wave. Rod Wave. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he listened to the song on backwards. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, but today is a very, very good discussion. Me and Zach have um, talked about it the past couple of days on what we were going to meditate on and talk about. And uh, we have came to the conclusion that it is very important to read that thing that God has given us Yes, called the Bible. So um, today we're going to be talking about why should you read your Bible? And, um, you know, me and Zach, we've been talking, we've been trying to figure out really how to structure this episode and figure out, you know, what main things we want to touch on. But to answer the question itself on why you should read your Bible is, excuse me, the fact that it's God breathed. Mm -hmm. So it is from God himself. Okay. And whether you're a Christian who already has a relationship with God, or you don't have a relationship with God, it is basically a rule book as to how you should live your life. And if you're not a follower of Christ, there's still some very, very good things in the Bible that could help you live your life in general. Yeah. But generally speaking, you're reading the Bible if you're a follower of Christ. And essentially, it's a rule book as to how you should live your life. And I think there's two ways that you can kind of um, interpret or not necessarily interpret, but why you should read the Bible. There's two ways that you can kind of answer that question. And historically speaking, there's all sorts of different history. You could go down the road of why the Bible is true and why it's real and why it's from God. Or you can answer it a second way and answer it from personal experience. Mm-hmm. For example, I've had some things happen to me in my life that I know only God can take control of. Yeah. And with that being said, if God has taken control of my life, that must mean that the word, the Bible is true. Yeah, absolutely. And like you go through it and... Um, before I became like a believer, like mm-hmm. not, I wouldn't say a believer, been a believer for a while, but a follower is different. Right. Um, oh yeah. Practicing Christians yeah. different than just believing. I mean, even the demons believe in Jesus. That's why they're scared yeah. of them. Yeah. Even Satan believes in Jesus. That's why he's scared of them. So how much different are we from them if we just believe? Now you start putting the things into practice, but you start reading the word and you're like, man, um, this is kind of crazy because this stuff that I'm reading about like happened in my own life. I've seen this happen before and you can even like see foreshadowing things that are coming your way. And then those things come to life and all the prophecies come to life in your own life. And you quickly realize, Oh, 
I know I keep saying the word life, but this is the book of life. Yeah. You know? No, it's not literally just a term that right. It's not a cheap term that we just say because it sounds cool. Mm-hmm. No, it's the book of life. You yeah. know, there's not a single line in the Bible that is not true. That's not intentional from God. Dude, you can get deep in the Bible. Very, very You can read deep. it and get inspired and motivated and hyped up for a second. But if you like seek God and try to figure out what he's talking about, you will be blown away by what's in there. Like a hundred percent. And it just brings a whole new level of peace and joy to the to your life. Um, and also responsibility because now you feel like, okay, I'm starting to learn a lot of stuff. I've got um, some tools that I use, which we'll talk on later. Mm-hmm. I've got some people in my life that I trust. I'm going to a church, you know, things we've talked about in the past. Um, got a significant other who's on this road with me and you get into the word and you're like, man, there's some things in here that help me see like why the world is the way that it is. Why is it so broken? Why is it so flawed? But also why is it so beautiful? Um, and it just answers so many whys about life, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and again, we could, you know, go down all sorts of different tangents here, yeah. but one that I, we were just talking about literally right before we started the podcast was, um, if you're new to, Uh, Christianity, or if you have been a Christian for a while and you're still kind of stuck in the Bible, um, a question that we came across was, where should I start? And I think initially we were saying, you know, the Old Testament is great. Obviously, it's it's the Bible. All of it's great. Yeah, it's all true. Yeah, and it's all true. But some people fail to realize the New Testament is it's the new covenant. So this is what we need to understand and learn. And ultimately it's about the life of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And as Christians, as followers of Christ, that's what we base our foundation, our firm foundation on our faith on is Jesus. So starting in the new Testament is going to help you better understand the Bible. And that's not to say that you can't start in the old Testament. Yeah. Um, Genesis is very, I mean, all of it's very important, but Genesis is the, it's the beginning the of yeah it's <laughs> the beginning of everything so yeah. you can definitely start there but think about the think about starting in the new testament if you you know are new to reading the bible and um really really analyze and think about what you're reading if it takes you know an hour for you to just read one chapter then so be it like yeah. really really understand what you're reading yeah definitely and i would i would agree with that it's tough it's, it's tough. It's something that I think about often and like mm-hmm. don't have a full answer for. But I think the podcast that we have, we're gearing more towards people in our age group. And we're not customizing our faith. We're not saying that one is better than the next. <clears throat> but what we are saying is that for people in our age group, we have to know like what's the point. You know, we live in such like a fast society. We just want to know what this is all about. And if you're looking for what this is all about, go read the gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Um, pick your, take your, you know, take your pick, whatever, go through the Bible. I know some people who have jumped around and, you mm-hmm. know, read through Proverbs and read through Ecclesiastes and then got over to John and Revelation, whatever. That's fine. But at some point in your life, we've talked about this, sit down and read it from front to back. Yeah. Start off, learn about Jesus. That's a perfect way to start because you're going to be blown away by the man. Mm-hmm. He's very, uh, captivating and very like engaging. He makes you want to be better, um, be like him. But at some point, and maybe you're at that point now, is like, okay, I'm ready to sit down and start in the Old Testament. I know who Jesus is. I know what the whole like overall purpose of this plot is. Now I want to know the full story. Mm, and then mm-hmm. once you know the life of Jesus, then you go back into the Old Testament and you realize things. And like you don't want to force Jesus into the narratives, into the stories, because you know that it's all leading to him. Like that's the whole point of the Old mm, Testament is like right. we need somebody. Yeah. Like the Old Testament will that will expose how broken we are. Because we're like, oh, Israel this, Israel that, Joshua this, Joshua that, whatever it is. Dude, you, we will be the same. Let's yeah, be real for a we second. We are all broken. Yeah. If you don't think you're a sinner, um, then you know, seek counsel. Seek some people in your life who care about you. Build up that humility. But the Old Testament shows us how broken and flawed we are. And we're always looking. Like, we get Moses. Okay. Moses is pretty good, but we're still looking for someone. Okay. We get, um, I mean, you can even start back with, with uh, Abraham. And then you go through his family and you get to Moses and then you get to Joshua and you get to the prophets and they're all good. They're all people we can look up to, but you always have that inclination of like, there's something more here. There's one more. There's someone, there's always another one. Yeah. And then boom, John the Baptist comes and you're like, okay, we're getting close. Yeah. And then Jesus comes. You're like, that's him. That's him. You know what I'm saying? The Messiah. Right. The Messiah. Um, Um, and, And what you said made me think of a point that we touched on yesterday that I wanted to talk about today. We were up until like two talking about yeah, this. We, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess I'll, I'll go there right now. Um, what some people fail to realize, and this is, uh, th- I think this is something that some people might just struggle with in general, but 
you got to realize the Bible is true. It's real. Okay. It one, like we said, it's God breathed. So it's from God. So if that's the case, it must be true and it must be real. Understand this is not a fairy tale you're reading. Yeah. Jesus is real. Jesus walked on water. Okay. Jesus performed miracles. Everything that happened in the world, we're laughing. <laughs> He's doing Zach's, so good. Yeah. Man. Zach's dog's about to come in. <laughs> I'm going to, I'll be right back. <laughs> Uh, but it's real. It is true. These aren't just conspiracies or um, fairy tales that, you know, somebody wrote, you know, thousands of years ago that is just like, oh, this is cool. Maybe we can get people to believe this. No, like this really, really happened. Jesus was literally him yeah. in the flesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good. Uh, it's not the Chronicles of Narnia. And it no, is Chronicles yeah. of Narnia is written by C.S. Lewis. It is like lightly based off of Christianity and the Bible and stuff. But um, this, these are like real historical facts. Yeah. And again, I'm like a bit of a history nerd. I'm not going to get into it. But if you really want to know and like trace back the history of the Bible and why you can trust it, maybe you're a, a, a historical person. You need to see proof. Um, just Google the Dead Sea Scrolls. You'll learn a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and if you really want to, you can go back through the text, do the Bible as you're reading, write down some names of prominent people and then go to Google, um, go to Encyclopedia Britannica, whatever resources you choose and find them and see how much those stories align with the Bible. Yeah. And you're going to be like, nope, this stuff happened. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're going to be, and it's undeniable. Now as the reader, it's your choice to decide if you believe it to be true mm -hmm. or not. Mm -hmm. Um, or not, not, not the word. Jesus' life, his yeah, sacrifice, yeah. and being the son of God. You know, all the other stuff, you can go back and trace it if you really want to. Um, and it's crazy. I was doing some research on this yesterday because mm -hmm. um, I've, I've said it. We've said it multiple times. We're not perfect. I, I could tell you all so many things that I don't know about the Bible. More There's than. a lot of stuff I don't know about the Bible. So I was doing my research yesterday, and um, it's just so crazy to think that or to know that there are actual historical figures that were referenced in the Bible. So like the same way you believe George Washington was the first president mm -hmm. is the same way that we believe that these are real people, real historical figures that were in history are also in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God is good, dude. Yeah. And it's not, and like when I say that this time, the word good is, is pretty beautiful because there's so many different ways you can look at it. Um, the way I'm using it now is like marvelous. God is so marvelous because mm. he chooses to use people and he's not shame, he's not bashful he's not hiding from anything he's like you want it go look go look for yourself go look at what the world documented compare it to the word and you're gonna be you're gonna get the green light that everything's mm -hmm. cool um but god is so good that while the bible is fully god he chose people to be inspired by the holy spirit to write the word so that's why we can trust it you know because like Someone wrote every word in the Bible. Some human did. So yeah. there's human involvement, which again goes back to we have a purpose. And it's part of the new covenant. I like to believe that um, when, we, we, when we become followers of Jesus and we start to live out our faith, then we have the opportunity to bring heaven to earth, just like the Bible. I'm not saying that what we do is as on the same level as the Bible, because obviously that the Bible is the only like perfect thing that we have in yeah. this world, like physical yeah. perfect thing. And you can go to church and get it for free. God doesn't make you jump through hoops to get it. He gave us a rule book of life. And when we say rule, it's not like you have to do this, do that, do that. That's like a law book. Yeah. Like laws yeah. are if you mess up, then you get punished for it. Mm -hmm. A rule is more like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. A rule is more like things that you live your life by. Like I have a rule of working out in the morning because I know it's going to better me. Now, if I don't go um, and, and then you have laws like drive the speed limit. Sometimes you break a law, you get pulled over, you get right. punished for it. Um, but this book right here is the book that shows you how to live the le best life possible. You right. Know? Yeah. There's no perfection in, the, in our world because we're not in heaven. Oh, 100%. Um, but this book will teach you a lot. Yeah. Um, a line that I was that I seen yesterday while I was doing some research is the Bible's message provides ultimate answers to our greatest need, God's forgiveness, and meets our deepest yearning, eternal life. Mm -hmm. Everyone's question when it comes to life in general is okay what happens after mm -hmm. your answer is all in the bible yeah don't go to some science scientology <laughs> class that's going to teach you about what happens after you die and no it's all right here in the bible yeah the, every answer you could ever need is in the bible and and when i say that too some people like to they like to be deceptive about the bible and say okay well god didn't say that i can't smoke weed because he doesn't say don't smoke weed in the Bible. No, but he also does say to be sober minded. Yeah. So in that same, in that same breath, sure. He doesn't say don't smoke weed specifically, but you better have a sober mind. Yeah. 
And in the same way, um, God, like another thing that we were talking about yesterday was people who don't read the Bible or don't know Jesus, they also don't know what the Bible says. So touchy subject here, but for people who say that, oh, God hates gay people. Okay, well, where does it say that in the Bible? It doesn't say that it says that homosexuality is a sin. God also doesn't hate sex. People think that God hates sex because you can't have sex before marriage. No, God created sex and it's a beautiful thing, but he's giving you guidelines and boundaries as to how you should live your life throughout your sex life. Yeah. And there's a lot of examples. I mean, when you get in and and, uh, start reading the Bible, there's going to be some things that offend you. Good. Mm -hmm. Let it offend you. Yeah. And go find out why. And like do some honest research. Um, Because a lot of times what we do as newer believers or even as, you know, more seasoned believers, I know people who've been a part of the faith for decades who um, come in with an agenda. I I think that it's okay to do X, Y, Z. Pick your poison. Um, And they try to find scripture to back up their agenda. And they're missing the whole point of the whole mm. story of the whole Bible. You're missing the whole point. Now you have created a golden calf in front of yourself and you're saying, God, I'm going to take what you've given me and I'm going to make something out of it in front of myself. If you don't know what the golden calf story is, I think it's like Exodus 36, probably somewhere, somewhere in there, but it's Aaron, the golden calf. Um, and what that means is you're making an idol out of the things that was given to you by God. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And, uh, and, and if you trace those things that God's like, Hey, this is bad. Don't do this. Go ahead and like, continue down the line and see how the story ended up for those people. You start to see like sin and evil creep in and become worse and worse and worse. And, um, multiple wives, you know, you touch on homosexuality, greed on money, um, deception, lying, all those things. You find stories of people in the Bible who did those things and how their life ended up. And God's like, Hey man, what I'm trying to tell you is that I love you so much. I'm going to give you examples and stories to live the best life possible. Now you choose if you want to believe those things or not. And God is forgiving. God is merciful and loving and all that other kind of stuff. But what he is definitely telling you is that the road that you're on is leading to destruction. Mm -hmm. Here's a bunch of examples and I'm God. Like you should trust me. And I love (laughs) that. I love that too, that about the Bible is he gives us commandments and examples of the sins that we should not be performing in. But like, he literally provides stories and examples of like it actually happening in the history of like, okay, listen, this is what happens when you have multiple wives. Yeah. Or this is what happens when you indulge in homosexuality. like Or greeting. Yeah. Like he's giving you actual examples and stories of people who have turned their back on God and suffered from it. Yeah, definitely. And I read, um, this was kind of deep actually for me on Saturday. It was late. It was like 1030. Emily was out of town and I was like, I'm just going to finish Leviticus real quick. Um, and I think it's Leviticus 26. It talks about the outcomes of following God and diso- like obeying God and disobeying God. And um, a little situation fluttered in my life, something that I don't really care to get into. But it just showed me right then and there, like God was saying, okay, you're, you, Zach, are doing your best to obey me now. And I'm not perfect. I say that all the time. Mm-hmm. But you're doing your best to obey me now instead of like downright ignoring my instructions and disobeying me. Um, and so now I want to show you what your life would look like if you would have stayed in that situation versus if you would have started like versus now that you have started to obey me. Um, and I'm reading Leviticus 26 and then this situation comes into my world and I'm just like wanting to get riled up and frustrated, you know, whatever, whatever. But what turned out being was a really beautiful moment where God is like, see, if you, if you trust me, then I'm going to take care of you. You know, so good. Um, and it would, and I just kind of like made the Bible again come into a circle and be like, dude, this guy, this guy, God, this guy, Jesus, this Holy Spirit, there are so much more than like I'm able to comprehend right now. Yeah. But the Bible, like, you slowly go through it and you just slowly start to chew on it and, and wrestle with it and study it and research it and ask people that you trust. Ask people that have like been in the Bible mm-hmm. about what the Bible's about. Don't mm-hmm. ask people that haven't read it. Right. You're not going to ask a broke person for money advice. Don't mm-hmm. ask a non-believer for Christian advice. Go to people that are good and trustworthy. Yeah. Find them at your church, yeah. your circle, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and kind of to relate from our podcast last week about church, uh, man, you can find those people in church. Yeah. Especially... Especially, uh, we've talked about it already. Our pastor, Pastor Kyle, does a great job. He's awesome pastor. Um, but we're also like, we're actually like good friends with our pastor. So like, when we have questions, like we can ask our pastor, which yeah. like some people like, that's hard to do. Like some yeah. people, they don't have a relationship with their pastor. Pastors are some of the smartest people when it comes to 
the word because they have to study it. God speaks through them. He gives them wisdom to speak sermons every Sunday mm-hmm. or throughout the week. Yeah. Um, but having that relationship, being able to lean on somebody like Zach, for example, um, man, this dude right here is like in his Bible 24 seven. And so like, I'll ask him a question and I'll just be like, yo, I gotta know. I gotta know. And I just, I can go to him, like being surrounded by those people who know the Bible and, you know, have read it from front to back a couple of times, like having that, um, shoulder to lean on, to help guide you through the Bible is very, very important. Yeah. We've got some really great people in our life, man. That's a huge blessing. And if you don't have them, um, you know, reach out to us. We have some connections mm-hmm. around the country, people that we know we can maybe possibly connect you with at least a church, a community people, something. Um, but don't do this alone. And if you feel like you're alone, that's a scary place to be. I've been yeah, there, I've been there sure. where you feel like you're alone, you're in a corner. Um, sometimes it's our own doing and sometimes it's just evil trying to creep in, but that's not what we're talking about, but just reach out yeah, to us. We want to be sure. there. We want to sure. help out. We're not Jesus. We're not superheroes, but you know, we're trying to build something that leads you to open your Bible and go to church and you know, all this stuff. And but, ultimately I think that's really what we want out of this episode in particular is for you guys to open the Bible because like Zach was saying, yeah. like we're here, you know, giving you guys our knowledge from personal experience and what we have learned. But like at the end of the day, dude, we're not God. We're not Jesus. We don't know everything, but I can tell you one thing that does, and it's the Bible. Yeah. Open that Bible up. You're going to be blown away, mm-hmm. especially if you put your own. And maybe I'm just speaking to myself, but something I had to overcome was like putting my own agenda aside and seeking what God is saying, not what I want him to say. And when you start to figure out what God is saying, then you're like, okay. Yeah. The sky opens up and you're like, okay, God. Um, and I don't have it all figured out, but I like to think that God put special people in my life to pour in and a very special book in my, in our life to pour into us and be like, Hey, I'm, I'm equipping you. And what are you gonna do with it? Right. You know? Yeah. Um, a lot yeah. of us have our Bibles. You walk by it, dude, don't get me started on this. A lot of us have our Bibles and we walk by it and that thing's covered in dust. Maybe it's even sitting under another book or sitting under some game controller, whatever it is. It's become a, a decoration in your apartment. Um, because you're a Christian. Um, go look at that screen time. Preach. Preach. Go look at that screen time. How much time have you spent on, whatever it is that you're doing, social media, surfing the internet, porn, mm-hmm. whatever it is, mm-hmm. like humble yourself, man. These are things that we had to overcome and that we're still overcoming. And we're right. just not talking down on anybody, but like, come on, like jump on, open yeah. your Bible, yeah. see what God's saying. And you're going to be blown away. You're going to find joy. You're going to reap the harvest or reap a harvest of blessing, which in six, nine, all the good things are mm-hmm. going to come. Mm-hmm. So yeah. For by grace, you have been saved through faith, but mm-hmm. faith without works is dead. Yeah, exactly. And it studying your word is it's a work. Uh, yeah, it's a work. And then you get to a point where like you almost get over that hump. And I'm not, again, I, I, it feels like I just keep talking about myself. <laughs> you're but good, we're talking dude, about our good. personal experience. Yeah, yeah. It's like you get to that point where you hunger for the word because yeah. you're like, I just read something that's so good. And I use a tool. I use a commentary. I use someone that I trust to help me understand this. And it's so good and so deep and so rich. I want more of this. Yeah. I don't yeah. care about going out. I don't care about doing X, Y, Z, you know, I want to be with my wife. I want to be in my Bible. I want to be with my people. And that's, that's the same. That's the same Holy spirit that God has given you. That's the same Holy spirit that he gave to the prophets to write the Bible, mm-hmm. the same exact Holy spirit. Cause we're talking about the Bible and why you should read it and how it's true and all this other stuff. He filled these people with the Holy spirit, the same way he fills us with the Holy spirit. Yeah. And you feel eager to pray when you feel eager to praise and worship, when you feel eager to dive deeper into your word. That's the same Holy Spirit that he gave the prophets to write the Bible. Oh yeah. Come on, man. And that's, man, to think about that, to think that we get the same Holy Spirit that Jesus had on the cross. We get Mm -hmm. the same Holy Spirit that God has living through man, through the word. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jesus says, go make a disciple of all nations. We have work to do. Mm. Use your Bible. It has to be a source of truth. If you're getting your quotes from Instagram and I'm not here to crap on Instagram or social media or, or mm-hmm. even your pastor or whatever it is. But if, if it's not leading you to open your Bible, it's not good enough. Yeah. If that thing that you are filling up your reservoir tank of, of your spiritual life with is not leading you to open your Bible and read and study it, it's not good enough. Yeah. It's that simple. Your satisfaction can't come from a one-time quote. Yeah, exactly. And Pastor Kyle, if there's one thing he'll do, he'll fly through those scriptures yeah. and you're like, like yeah, trying to take put notes. Them all down. Yeah. And then they move it. And I, and, and he knows so much and I do, that guy is so good. Um, really re- love and respect him. But yeah. when the way he does it and the way your pastor and the way these Instagram quotes ha- need to convey to you is, okay, I'm going to give you a little bit 
now I'm I spark go. something in your head. Now go and look mm-hmm. for yourself. Same with us. Don't take what we say, everything we say for gospel. We're going to say things that are wrong. We've already said things that are wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but we spend a lot of time. We pour into this. We read. We study. Um, all the stuff. We do what we think is the best thing to do. Um, and what we want to do is inspire you to open up yeah, your Bible. Yeah. For sure. Um, another thing that we had in our notes that we were going to touch on today is... Uh, not to make God in your own image. And this is a very important thing when it comes to reading the Bible. And another reason as to why we think starting in the New Testament can be uh, very helpful rather than starting in the Old Testament. When you start in the New Testament, you get a true vision of who Jesus is, who God said he was going to send, and the story of Jesus's life. In the Old Testament, if you begin reading and you're not actually understanding what you read, you're going to create God in your own image, and that's not at all what he wants you to do. Exodus 34 describes exactly who God is perfectly, Mm -hmm. and if you haven't read that yet, I suggest you go read Exodus 34. It's a very, very important, (laughs) very, very important chapter in the Bible, Um, but when you start to create God in your own image, you start to make your own rules. You start to make your own commandments. You start to make your own life out of the stuff that you think you're reading. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're understanding what God is actually calling you to read. And to help that, pray. Like mm-hmm. pray to God. Say, God, I, before I read this or after I read this, please help me understand what you have truly said in your word and allow me to have the wisdom and the discernment and knowledge to fully take on the word of God. Mm-hmm. And it takes a spirit of humility to, to ha- take that prayer because... I used to have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. I used to know everything. Man. Yeah, I yeah. used to be the smartest guy in church. I used to be the smartest guy in the room um, until I finally had some people come into my life and they're like, nope, you got a lot. Like, you can talk. Good for you. Mm-hmm. You know some things. Good for you. But where's your heart at? Right. You're building the temple of Zach right now. Yeah. You pick and choose what you want to listen to and you make God in your own image. And that's not God. Yeah. You can get to heaven. He's going to be like, who are you? Jesus can be like, who are you? You, you weren't following me. Um, now, of course, God is gracious and we're not the judge. And thank God for that because that would be the hardest job in the world. Um, but again, humbling yourself and being like, man, I need you to reveal yourself to me because mm-hmm. I just don't know. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. You yeah. had another thing. Oh, you just said it. And I was going to go off on a tangent about it, but I forgot. Oh, my gosh. It was going to be was so it good. Was knowing too. everything? No. Um, it was right after you said that. It'll come back to you. It'll come back to me. Yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, next question may be mm-hmm. what is and what isn't the Bible? I have some points on this. Yeah, go I'd for like it. to touch on. Shoot. Um, <clears throat> might take a second, but... First of all, the Bible is God breathed, just like Jalen said. If you are confused about what that means, look at Second uh, Timothy three sixteen. Um, all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. For training in righteousness, mm. come on. Um, so good. We can't define good and evil for ourselves. The Bible does that for us. We just abide by it. Again, like what Jalen said just yeah. a second ago. Second point: It is our authority, our single authority. Um, not a person, there's not a person that stands on any kind of throne that we look up to and we're like, okay, this person is on the same level as Jesus. Nobody is. Right. The Bible's our authority and it makes that very clear. Number three, it's the thing that reveals God to us, especially when we seek him. Again, what we just talked about, um, asking you seek, knock, the, knock on the door and you will find. Um, number four is it is the thing that teaches us how to be like Jesus better than just about anything else. Mm. So again, there's nothing else I can show you what Jesus is like better than the word. I mean, yeah. people can be a really great example, but people are flawed. The Bible is the gospel, the good news of Jesus's life. It's not like the good news is bigger than, and maybe this is a hot take. This is something I'm still trying to sift through, but the good news isn't just that Jesus died for our sins. And if you repent, you can turn from it. The good news is his whole entire life, including that very important piece. That's the, that's the climax, but don't miss out on the whole story about how right. amazing this man was. This dude was a G. Like when you go read about Jesus, you're like, no, 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 no. There's nobody else. He's him. Yeah. There's nobody else that he's even close to like the grace, the love, and even the dog. Like this guy was it. He was a real deal. Um, the next point is it's not a, just, just a book of inspirational quotes. I was getting lunch with a guy uh, from our church this past week. Chris, great friend. He's becoming a, a closer friend of mine uh, week by week. But we were talking and he was like starting to get in his Bible too and like reading more and stuff. And we just had a pretty good conversation about like sometimes we go and we look for inspirational quotes, something that you can put as a caption on Instagram or Facebook right. or whatever and make yourself sound holy. Um, 
but it is that it'll inspire you mm-hmm. and it'll hype you over and it'll encourage you. But dude, this book is so dynamic. And when you read it and read it, it's going to grow like a tree. We've said it before. Yeah. Um, it's not just an extra tool in our toolbox of executing our own agenda. So it's not something that you can turn to and be like, well, I believe that you should give all your money to the church. And here's why, because I'm mm. going to use the Bible. It's like, no, you're missing the point of the yeah. whole narrative. Yeah. And then last, it's not a fairy tale story. It's everything. Um, these were real events that God chose to write about to shape the world we live in today. Yeah. So good. You can go back and like, that's kind of a summary of what we talked about yeah. just now, I guess. Yeah. But you can go back and kind of use that as like a barometer for those are all really good, really, really good principles to mm-hmm. really decide whether you're taking the Bible how you should. Yeah. Um, and kind of how you were just talking about two weeks ago when we were talking, uh, I had mentioned that sometimes emotionally you're not going to feel like God's there. Mm-hmm. Um, but discipline is what's going to, you know, make you grow in your relationship with God. And, I think in your point, what'd you say? And I think it was like your second to last point. Uh, it's not an extra tool in our toolbox for executing our own agenda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for example, the Instagram quote thing. Like, sure, you know, if you follow an Instagram, a Christian Instagram account, and you like what they post, great. Go yeah. for it. We're not yeah, saying, you know, we're not saying you can't. What we're saying is don't use that as your resource for God. Yeah. There's way, 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 way more than just one scripture or one quote of Christianity. It's being disciplined and understanding God's word. And your third point, what was your third point? Uh, it is the thing that reveals God to us. It's yes. Authority. Um, uh, I was going to go, oh, Hebrews eleven six. God rewards those who seek him diligently. Mm, oh, yes, yes. That's a good one. If you are... And I'm not saying that to say that you should read your Bible so that God gives you all the money and all the cars and all the things in this world. That's not how God works. So what he said is good. Yes. What God says is good. Mm-hmm. He will re- reward you with if you diligently seek him. Yeah. In other words, if you're in your Bible, if you're praying, if you're worshiping, God will reward you in ways that you could have never imagined. Mm-hmm. So whatever fairy tale, whatever you think you've got in your head of how God or your dreams and your goals and God's going to make those come true. Listen. God has a plan for you, and it may not always be your plan. Mm -hmm. Allow his word to guide you through what your purpose in life is and what his will on your life is. Yeah. I want to do this. What what is it? Let's both share. Open up a little bit. What is the time in your life that you feel like you have made God in your own image or Mm -hmm. you have seeked the kingdom of Jalen using the Bible as a toolbox to fulfill that? That's so good, dude. I know exactly, and I I can give you an exact time. Um, when I was in college, hmm. so when I was in college, um, I was a very, I was n- new to Christianity, uh, basically my, my freshman year. Yeah. And, uh, for those of you that don't know, I want, I wanted to play in the NFL. That was all I wanted to do. If people asked me what my plan B was, I said, if you have a plan B, you're not working hard enough for your plan A. So yeah. my dreams and goals were to play in the NFL and that was it. I had nothing planned. And I said, you know what? God's going to make it happen. God's going to make it happen because I want it to happen. Ooh, yeah. God's going to make it happen because I've worked my ass off every day to make sure that I'm doing everything I can to make it to the NFL. Mm. And then reality hits. Matter of fact, God hits. Yeah. And you understand that just because you have dreams and just because you have goals doesn't mean that those are the same dreams and goals that God has for you. Oh, yeah. And that was a moment in my life that I knew that I couldn't seek what... Jalen wanted anymore. I had to start seeking what God wanted for Jalen. Yeah, that's deep. Um, for me, it was uh, sinning, using the Bible to coddle, to, to coddle myself, using inspirational quotes to say, it's okay. Like, mm. it's okay. You're good. Just keep doing it and God will save you. Um, but one thing we know is that God has a point where he said enough's enough. And he drew that line in the sand in my life. Pretty abruptly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was It was abrupt to me. But he was sending warning shots for four and a half years. Like, hey, something's not right. Something's not right. And it kept firing in the back of my head. But I was like, no, no, because because here you said that um, you would take care of me, that you would love me. You would clothe me in, gra- in your grace and your mercy. And if you care about the lilies and the trees and the flowers so much, then you care about me more. So I can just like keep doing what I'm doing, right? And then he's like, hey, dude, I've been sending you warning shots for years. Like, time to cut this snake off at the head and like Mm. get to what we're going to get to. Mm. Um, Because you, at least for me and my experience, it was a a time where um, 
man, God saved me. Yeah. Just seriously. Uh, it's not like I was in a gang or doing anything crazy, but I was going down a, such a prideful route that I was going to destruct my generations to come. I was going to destruct the people who we've already touched in a short period of time, like in our lives. Uh, I wasn't deserving of Emily, you know, and I still am not, <laughs> but, yeah. but by God's <laughs> grace, he was just like, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an, I'm going to save you from this situation, you know? Um, and yeah, I, th- I think that that's for me, it's Man, kind of broad, but it's so crazy how similar our stories are, dude. Yeah. Cause mine was exactly probably four and a half years. Yeah. That same time span. If it's just you- think, yeah. Just thinking like we're on top of the world, dude. Like we can, you know, God's got us. Mm-hmm. No, we want something to happen. God's going to make it happen. Yeah. But that's not the mindset God wants for you. And it's crazy that you say that too, because I, uh, I played football at Hutch Juco for two years, a year and a half, however long you're at a Juco. Um, but I was pretty good in high school, you know, had a lot of fun, made a lot of friends, all the stuff, the whole same story for everybody. Um, and I thought for sure I was going to go to K-State and then maybe hopefully make it to the NFL. And I had all these dreams and all these goals. Um, then I snapped my leg. It was a pretty bad injury. And I thought like, this is okay. Like God is teaching me something. He wants me to get tougher from this and rebound. And like, and I'm not taking this time to seek him. I'm going to take this time to get stronger within myself so that I can continue on the plan that I had Mm -hmm. before. And God's like, no, that's not the plan that I have for you. And I'm like, yeah, but everything that I want is good. I want the fame. I want the cars, the money. And then I'm going to give you the glory once I get all these things. Mm -hmm. And God's like, how about you start from a place of of praise and then we'll go from there you know that's so Um, good yeah and and from there the things that i thought were good god has not only changed my mind but shown me better and it's and it's good because did you you get back there i just thought of something let's go um (laughs) because you you think that the path you're on is good and god's like keep reading be transformed what did paul write um be transformed by the new spirit and when that transformation starts and happens then you kind of hit the switch where like those things I thought were good aren't good enough. Mm. Only God's good enough. Mm. Go ahead. Dude, you literally, <laughs> it's so crazy how like sermons and stuff can start to like crumble into our life and we don't even notice. Yeah. It's cause it's God speaking to yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> what did you just say? You just said, instead of starting with fame and cars and all this stuff and then giving you the glory, why don't I start with giving you the glory and giving you the praise? Yeah. What did pastor Kyle just preach yesterday? Oh, I don't remember. I'm not good. Help, I'm in a storm. Oh, and help, he said, I'm in a storm, yeah. And he said, um, oh, where is it? I got to find it. Dude, Pastor Kyle is such a G. That was oh, such a good Oh, it was sermon. so good. <laughs> so in this message, he literally talks about how, I forget who it was in the Bible. Again, I don't know all about the Bible yet either. But in the Bible, there was a group of people who they, oh, no, they, he was talking about walking on water. It was yeah. uh, Peter. Mm-hmm. It was Peter. He started to sink because he was losing faith. Oh, yeah. And then when they all got to, when all the, when all the disciples got to Jesus, Let's what go. did they do? They worshiped. Yeah. They worshiped when they got to Jesus. What if we just started? Yeah. What if we just started giving God praise and giving God worship? Mm-hmm. Instead of ending with the praise and worship and having to go through not having faith and not believing that God's going to bring through miracles. Instead, why don't I start with saying, God, I know you're going to bring miracles. I know that I can worship you and praise you from the beginning instead of having to wait to do it. Oh yeah. That's so so good. good. So good. Oh man. The Holy Spirit speaks and he's loud. God's not very loud. (laughs) Something we say all the time. I'm going to make a shirt that says When you said that, bro, I was like, wait, where did I just hear that? (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, that was yesterday. Yeah, That's yeah. so crazy. <laughs> Sometimes I just sit there and I'm blown away. Um, I listen to a handful of pastors and some of them I'm like, eh, you know, this guy's like encouraging, right. you know, but the ones that are informative and they relay back to your life, you're like, gosh. And again, these people are in their word, like the wisdom that they know and they teach and they choose to share with us is is so awesome. Um, cause the book is hard to read. Like, let's be honest, especially oh, yeah. I just got done with Leviticus and it's the first time in my life that I've read Leviticus and I've been like, okay, like I thought that I have it all figured out, but I appreciate it now because I understand like God is, has high standards. Yeah. God has rules. Um, and God also, excuse me. God also says like, here's a way for you, Israel before the new covenant to be able to have relationship with me. You know, mm. this is the way that, that, that this is the way that it is. And right. instead of abandoning them, he says, here's a way to be with me. He's right. never left us. He's yeah. never, there's never been a time where God is just like, nope, you know, you can leave him, but it's so good. But yeah, it's stuff like that, that when you read your Bible, you start to realize like everything in there, like we've said multiple times in this podcast is everything in there is 
there's a meaning and there's purpose behind it. There's nothing in the Bible that's not intentional. Yeah. And I think that's really important to understand because you go through Leviticus and you see in numbers, you see all these, um, <laughs> you see just stories. every, like everything in there. You're like, man, what, did, what are they talking about? Yeah. But it's got a meaning behind it. It's got a purpose. Like Zach was saying in Leviticus, like God gave them a chance for them to, still have a covenant with God, like mm-hmm. to still have a relationship with him. Despite their sin, despite, despite their everything that they had done before Jesus came, even Adam, yeah. even Adam and Eve. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, he gives you chances. He loves you. He gave you a book to read. Um, yeah, man, this is a good talk. He's this so is loving. One. Yeah. And, and it's like, it truly is a transformation because I'm sure that we're talking to some people right now and they're listening and they're like still, cause I've been there not mm. that long ago where mm-hmm. you're just like, yeah, I hear all these things that people but say. Like, man, like, like I, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, it's just not enough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. some people are just—they're just at that point. But mm-hmm. like, dude, you're gonna get there. Be encouraged. Like, you're gonna get there, and you're gonna get to the point where, especially, you can't do it alone. You gotta have someone older than you, someone that's been there, um, teaching you and growing you. Um, but you're gonna get to the point where, like, again, the sky opens up and you start to see God, and you're like, oh wow, man. and you appreciate and love people more because. Yes the humility and all this stuff, man. Took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was going to say. When you get there, dude, you just, it's, it changes you. Yeah. When you get to that point. And again, we're like, we said, we're not to a point where it's like, all right, we're good. Like we know enough, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) so no, (laughs) like we want to keep seeking we want to keep going. That's why we're doing this podcast. Like we can help grow each other and we can seek the kingdom more. Yeah. But like, you're going to get to a point where you realize like, oh, I was actually wrong dead ass wrong i was wrong trying <laughs> yeah. to interpret the bible like this i was wrong trying to live my life for my own dreams and goals rather than what god has planned for my life mm-hmm. like there's things like that that they'll click they'll start clicking and that doesn't mean that you're not going to sin anymore like he said earlier like if you're claiming to not be a sinner <laughs> seek <laughs> counsel <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but Go like find you'll start to realize like okay this is what God really wants on my life. Mm-hmm. And this is how I need to be reading. And this is how I should be living my life. Yeah. Yeah. The book is authority and it's not in a way that's like, I'm going to tell you what to do. And if you don't listen, I'm going to send you to hell. Mm. It's warning shots. It's pro- prophecy. It's wisdom. It's hope. And it's uh, a glimpse into the future of what it's all yeah. going to look like when it's said and done. You want to know when Jesus is coming, right? Go read the book of revelation. Go figure it out. You know, yeah. go read the gospel books. He, we don't know exactly when he's going to come like a thief in the night. I think that's kind of a weird, not a weird thing for him to say, but it's like for us humans, especially in our culture, you hear thief in the night and it's like related to a bad thing. Um, but he's going to come at the time you least expect it. Um, so you just want to be sure that you're ready and don't put it off. Like reading the Bible is not going to save you. Reading all the, mm, you know, mm-hmm. you go to church every Sunday, worshiping, doing all the stuff. It's not going to save you. Only Jesus can save you. Yeah. Um, but allow him in and give him time. So should we get to the next question or do you have something? I had one more. Yeah, one more go. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are we at on time? Let me look. We're, we're good. We got oh, about, yeah, no, we got plenty we got of time. We got about like 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, we got plenty of time. Um, okay, I had a, uh, a verse I wanted to share. Hebrews 4.12. Dude, the book of Hebrews is so good. Hebrews is great, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I love Hebrews. I love Proverbs. Doesn't Hebrews sound like a book that's in the Old Testament, though? It does. Yeah, I don't it's know why. Not. Up until like a year and a half ago, I always, if, if you would ask me, like, where's the book of Hebrews? I would have been like, Old probably Testament. after yeah. Leviticus, yeah. <laughs> before Joshua. <laughs> but yeah. So Hebrews 4.12 um, is this, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. And I think that verse reflects perfectly on what we were just talking about, trying to live life for ourselves instead of letting God guide us through life. And you mentioned something that I wanted to touch on about the Bible isn't condemning us to hell or God's not going to you know, condemn us to hell for you know, making a mistake. Mm-hmm. I want to touch on this because I've seen it so much on social media lately. I, sh- I actually showed Zach <laughs> a person that is all over TikTok. And I'm sure if you guys are on TikTok, you've seen him before also. His name's Ryan Foley. He is a follower of Christ, and there are just some things out there that people need to understand. One, again, for by grace you have been saved through faith, okay? You put your faith in Jesus. You allow him to save you. Once you do that, your life automatically changes. Mm -hmm. Like, as in Jesus says, okay, you are now a child of God, Mm -hmm. but you have to act on it, right? You have to act on it, but in that same breath, know that Jesus loves you no matter what. Don't think that because you made one mistake or 
you're struggling with one specific sin or you're struggling with a couple specific sins, don't think that just because of that, that Jesus doesn't love you and you're not saved. Mm -hmm. Because there's things that are going to happen in life. We as humans, we it's in our nature, literally in our nature, that we are going to sin. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that you should be like, all right, well, I'm going to sin. I might as well do it. No. Might as well don't, run up the tab. Yeah, don't go on sinning. It literally says that in the Bible. Mm -hmm. I don't know what verse it is. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's like the whole, the whole, like, uh, Jesus, a, Jesus talks about it, like repenting of your sins is a huge part of yeah, it. Yeah, there's know? a, well, there's a specific verse that says, do not go on sinning something. So, I don't know, something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. anyway, all this to say, don't go on sinning, but also know, like, Jesus loves you, dude. I feel like people fail to realize that when they read the Bible because they see all this stuff happening and, and like God's condemning all these people and it's like no God loves you and that's why he's condemning these people and two you are saved if you put your faith in Jesus but you have to act on it yeah and don't think that and the reason I brought up Ryan is because he's like condemning people on social media like if you look at porn you're going to hell if you do this sin, you're going to hell and it's like listen yes sin ultimately can send you to hell yeah. if you don't put your faith in Christ. But if you put your faith in Christ and you allow God to work in your life, you're not going to continue to fall into those sins. I mm -hmm. promise you. As yeah. long as you repent, as long as you give that to God and say, hey, God, listen. Take it to the cross. I'm struggling. You know what I mean? I'm struggling with this. I can't, I can't do it. And it's true. You can't do it in your own willpower. Only no. God can take that from you. So take that time. Take that opportunity where, when you give your life to Christ to say, all right, I'm struggling with these sins. God, I'm giving them up to you. And know that just because you're struggling doesn't mean you're going to fail forever. Yeah. Um, there's a reason Jesus died. Mm -hmm. um, Jesus spoke a lot about truth, yeah. obviously, yeah. which is some of the more, oh, there's Howie, hey. some of the more con condemnation type things. Um, but he also spoke heavily about love. And we don't know, I'm not even on TikTok, actually. <laughs> so yeah. Jalen sent me some videos um, and I saw and I was like, don't know the guy. Um, God bless him and every God bless his heart and all that stuff. But the public condemnation of other Christians, all it does is create division in the mm -hmm. church. And mm -hmm. it makes people think that we don't have our stuff together. Um, if you got a problem with somebody, go to them. Yes. Don't go to the public. Go to them. Um, go to the, your church leaders, whatever it is. Again, that's that's scriptural. I don't know exactly where it's at. But um, yeah, the division, then, creating division in the church is one of the most harmful things you can do. And dude, like the reason I bring that up is because we talked about it. Like there's only one judge, jury, and executioner. It's mm -hmm. God. Yeah. So like if you see someone on the internet like condemning you for something, first of all, do you know that person personally? Yeah. Like that's the, that's the question you need to ask yourself. Like, okay, do I know this person personally? And two, is their heart in the right place to try and correct my heart? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, if their heart's not in the right place, and granted, you don't know anyone's heart, but God does. Mm -hmm. So, like, if it feels like their heart isn't in the right place, but God's on your heart saying, listen, come to me. Yeah. Don't rely on people to give you all the answers. Mm -hmm. Don't rely on people to judge you or condemn you. Come yeah. to God. Bring it to God. Yeah. And, and there are some good people on social media that you can follow. Mm -hmm. um, even pastors that will give you, like, a clip of their sermon and stuff that will be a huge help. Um, but those are shots of energy to help maybe boost you up through the day. You need a foundation. Mm. You need to be in the word and let those things that you see on social media or maybe even like a, my wife, Emily, she owns a company called Prosper Co. where she sells banners and all kinds of stuff. Um, go check make out. Sure y all go, yeah, make sure y'all go get, <laughs> get, you, get you some. Yeah. <laughs> Free plugs. No, but uh, um, and uh, she makes quotes that have like Bible verses and stuff like that on it. These are good things that can help you remember Oh yeah, I'm a Christian. Help you know, help you uh, be encouraged throughout the day. But you need something that's more solid, and only the Word is solid enough to kind of hold you. Um, and even then, you know, sometimes you'll turn away from your Bible if you feel discouraged because your church is in the middle of a Bible plan, or you started the Bible in a year in January and it's March and you're still in Genesis right now. Don't be discouraged, man. You got time. Just slow down, breathe, ask God to reveal Himself to you, and He'll start to reveal Himself to you. Um, and take those, you know, put your pride aside and just like chew prioritize them. Prioritize. That's the next. That was the next thing too. Was it really? Go. Yeah. Go for it. So the next question is, how do I read my Bible? Mm. And that's kind of like a loaded question. Again, yeah. the word how language is funny um, because it just goes in so many different directions. <laughs> it does. Like, like, what do you mean practically? Or like, you asked that. You asked that, and I was like, Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing like the uh, the the hang the movie The Hangover. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's got like the math equations. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, 
and for me, like from, from my heart and uh, experiences of people that have poured into uh, my wife and I's life and Jalen and all of us, number one is, like we've said it before, set aside your own agenda and what your culture is telling you and find what God is telling you. Pray that he would reveal himself and be open about lacking knowledge. Because there's things in the Bible that you don't know, that you think are good, that you think are right. But God is going to come in and be like, no, you're, you're not thinking the right way. I'm like, look at it through my lens. Um, number two, study the word. Don't just read it, but like sit in it. Let it become who you are. Take time. Um, again, we talked about it last week. John Mark Comer, that, post, that pastor in um, Oregon, he's an author. He's done a lot of really great things. Um, he talks about how hurry and love cannot coexist. So if you want to grow to love the word, you can't hurry through the word. Mm. It's not a checklist item. It's not something that you can just um, wake up and be like, yep, I read my Bible today. I'm going to continue on. Um, do some research. Um, reach out to people. Uh, and man, you are about to find some really beautiful things from God, uh, that he's trying to give to us. So again, just go slow and chew on it. Um, second thing or next thing is don't do it alone. Study together. Talk openly about your Bible with fellow believers. Don't be prideful. Ask questions, challenge each other, grow all those things. Just things Jalen and I do, our friend Kirill, people that we love, um, new study tools, concordance guides, classes, things like that. Uh, we'll talk more about some of the resources that we use at the end of this episode. Um, and read the whole thing front to back. So take notes, don't rush. Um, so if you look at my Bible, open up, maybe, I don't know if you'll be able to see it on the video here, but uh, you know, to each his own, but I like to use these tiny little sticky notes mm -hmm. and I write over them and I'll say like, for this one, this isn't actually very helpful, but in the book of first Peter chapter one, I have six, uh, verse six, seven through 10, Oh no, sorry. First Peter 1, 13 through 16. I just have a sticky note that says ties into Galatians 6, 7 through 10. I don't know what that means. I know Galatians 6, 7 through 10 is don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. And it goes on to talk about you'll always harvest what you plant. Um, so don't get weary of doing good things at just the right time. Of, at just the right time you reap a harvest of blessing, you don't give up. So below this, this uh, sticky note, I know that I can kind of like link myself back to that mm. point. Or Right here, I have our testimony in outwardly life change, and I have First Peter, First Peter, Second, Seven through Twelve. So again, all that to say is, you know, when you study your Bible, some people are note takers um, on their phone, on their iPad, written notes, sticky notes, whatever it is. But take notes, yeah, and remember sure. what you're writing, yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that's kind of where I where I leave off. Uh, give yeah. give God a space, a space, a physical space to so dwell. Good. Your desk at work, your chair. Emily uses our recline or our big circle chair. I've been talking for too long, but yeah. No, you're good, dude. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Oh, how how to read the Bible? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so to kind of piggyback off of Zach, uh, just to talk about like my personal experience and what I enjoy doing when I read my Bible. Uh, again, finding a space is very critical. I'm glad you brought that up because that's very, very important. If you're trying to read your Bible and study and pray in a crowd of people or with your phone on the desk, with your phone or with any other distractions, you're really not giving God the time or space. Um, you're allowing distraction to basically trickle into your mind and trickle into your heart instead when you should have the only thing on your heart and mind is God. And for example, what I like to do with my Bible is, here, I'm going to grab mine. Sorry, give me one sec. I have, if you guys are listening to the podcast, um, you guys, I, I have like, there's six highlighters and they're all different colors if you guys can't see it. But if you're watching the video, there's these six highlighters. They all represent something different in the Bible. And so um, what I do is when I'm reading, and right now our church is going through a Bible reading plan and... I use my highlighters as basically a guide as to things that I can come back to. So, for example, yellow in my highlighters is anything about God, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit, or heaven. Mm. Green is about growth, new life, and faith. Orange is about grace, salvation, and love, and then so on and so forth. So there's other stuff that, like, if I'm like, okay, right now I'm reading through my Bible and I see something about god or jesus speaking to somebody about something mm. and i need to make sure i remember this yeah i'm gonna highlight it in a specific color just so i remember yeah that's good and also what i like to do and i've been telling zach this and i've been loving that i'm doing it and he was like very happy that i was doing it because it's been working for me is uh like zach was talking about tim mackey great dude um the bible project Ooh. they have a and i, I highly recommend this for anyone <laughs> reading the bible 
Like very, like I really, really recommend this. The Bible Project on YouTube, they have a anywhere from like a eight minute to 10 minute video on every single book in the Bible, every single book. And it's a story. It's, it's literally the book in a summarized version. And Tim Mackey does such a good job. And John Collins, yeah. And John, yeah, and John Collins, such a good job of it's it's literally they they illustrate it. So it's it's drawn out. Yeah. Exactly drawn out how the Bible shows. And what I do is I watch the video. So if I'm reading, let's say John, okay, say I'm about to read John, I will watch the video on John. While I watch the video, I'll take notes. Like, like actually write notes, mm-hmm. do that. If listen, yeah. if you're, do, if you're not writing notes, please do that. It's very, very helpful and <laughs> yeah. go back to them. Um, but I write notes and then I read the chapter, you know, for however long it takes, whether it's a month or two weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. I read the chapter after I read the chapter and I'm still taking notes as I'm reading, I go back and I watch the video again. If there's anything I missed, I take notes on it again. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things that like, this year, I told Zach that like one of the things I want to do is read the Bible front to back without missing a single step. And mm-hmm. like I've never done that. I've read through the New Testament multiple times, read through the Old Testament like through like sporadic parts. So like I haven't mm-hmm. read it front to back. And so my goal this year is to read it front to back. And this has helped me so, so, so much mm-hmm. just to like fully understand what God is speaking in every single book. Yeah. Bible Project such a huge help. If you're skeptical about it, Go watch a video. Do what Jalen did. Watch the video. Read. Watch the video again, and you'll be like, "Nope, these guys are just speaking facts." You yeah, know? they've got a lot of resources too. We don't work for them. We don't even know them, but um, <laughs> yeah, I've heard a lot of really, like, dang, they're yeah, plugging. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a lot of really interesting stories. Interesting in a really good way about um, the people that work at the Bible Project, Tim mm. Mackey, John Collins, and them. Um, that had been encouraging to hear. Um, of course, we turn our sights to Jesus, but we're also very grateful and thankful for the people yeah. that He sent to help help us make sense of this whole thing. Um, but they've got other resources too. They've got the uh, books. They've got a website that you can go to. Um, I'm in the middle of this class right now called What in the World is the Hebrew Bible? And it just kind of dissects the Old Testament and helps you understand it at a deeper level. It's like 15 hours long, but dude, it is so, it's so good. So, so good. And that stuff is worth it too. Yeah, 15 um, hours is easy. When you get into it, you're like, that sounds like a really long time. And all they're doing is like teaching you helping you understand how to read the Bible because it's not just reading it. There's like almost like an, uh, an art form that comes to it, not a science, but like an art form that comes to reading the Bible. And that makes you want to open up your Bible and see for yourself and study things and try all these things that they do. And it just reveals so much. Yeah. Just like uncovers so much. Yeah. That's so good, dude. If you guys ever have any questions about like, you know, how to specifically read your Bible again, this is why it's important to be in a church community or be in, um, some type of community that's involving Jesus because there's people around you who probably have a lot of tendencies or techniques that help them mm-hmm. and it could help you. Um, everybody's different. Everybody learns in different ways. Uh, but there's all sorts of different ways that you can um, interpret and understand the Bible. So just make sure you're doing it in the correct way so that um, you're being guided by God. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I know I said earlier, like, what are some tools that we use um, to study our Bibles? Because the Bible is sufficient. It's enough. Mm. Um, but there are things that can get lost in translation and things that can, you know, you read and you have your own agenda. And so you're searching for those. And those verses tend to stick out to you more because it fulfills your agenda. So you can use it now. You've right. now got a, a backpack full of weapons that you can use to beat over the head of someone else and ruin their relationship with Christ because you're using the word in the wrong way. Um, so we use tools to kind of like help us strip those um, selfish ambitions or, or even just like help us understand and reveal the word better. Um, a couple that I like are, uh, openbible.com. They've got all kinds of resources on their Bible project, such a huge help. Um, there's this app we've talked about before the logos Bible app that dude, that thing is so powerful. I use that when I'm sitting right here talking on this mic, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like trying to still uncover the power of it and they've got videos of how Mm -hmm. to use the tool it's like here how here's how you can use the fact book here's how you can use the concordance guides here's how you can use um the language uh search tool and all this stuff so you can figure out how to use the tools but it's very very powerful tool and it'll it does nothing but strips down anything that you could think is right and it just gets to the like nuts and bolts of the purpose um and then some commentaries i like john MacArthur commentaries he's an old pastor um Oh, what's his name? Charles Spurgeon. He's an old dead guy, but super, super insightful. 
Um, and then right now I use like enduring word is another really helpful tool. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, this is another talk that's just could go for so long for so long. dude. Yeah. And it was a good talk too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm glad we touched on certain things. Yeah. Um, We missed a lot. Like there's a lot we have left to talk about, but that's okay. We want to leave you guys waiting for more. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And again, dude, we're just so thankful for how he's coming back in. Gosh, this puppy (laughs) dude. Uh, we're just so thankful for all you guys that are, um, tapped in listening. Um, so glad we got to talk about the Bible today. Again, it's like the only perfect thing in this world. So mm-hmm. leads uh, us to purity. Yeah. I have it right here. Psalm nineteen nine. I don't have it written down, but Bible leads us to purity. And yeah, it's, oh, it's just so good. It's a blessing. Mm-hmm. It's really, really a blessing. And you start to realize that the more you grow in your relationship with God, you start to realize, you know, everything that God has given us in this life is a blessing. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's waking up every day or being able to walk or being able to eat and drink food like drink food yeah eat food and drink <laughs> eat food and drink um like just everything like that and then you look at the bible and you're like man it's perfect yeah it it'll do so much for you it'll add so much to your life especially if you seek it the way that god wants to is intending it to be seen um and you're just going to grow and mature and and don't you know i hope we didn't convey any message of you know talking down on anyone but but really just give it a chance yeah um give yeah. it some time some people say, start small, start 15 minutes a day. Awesome. That's great. Start 15 minutes a day. But as you mature and grow in your faith, your time should grow too. You know, yeah. as a baby, you drink milk. As an adult, you eat steak. So get off the right. milk, get into the steak, yeah. start eating some things that are, you know, going to give you energy to go further, go higher. That's good. Um, but yeah, like as we wrap up here, um, some of the topics that we still want to cover in terms of like the Bible, this is mm-hmm. a small list. Like we've got a, this thing called click up and we have so much, so, <laughs> so much many notes there. on like what we're going to do next. Yeah. Um, next one is what do I do if I've read my Bible or at least a lot of it and someone challenges me or questions my faith based on something from the Bible that I'm maybe not so knowledgeable of. So again, that's for someone that's been in their Bible a little bit or maybe even read through it and Dude, they get that's challenged. Such a good point. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, it's real- okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go. So really, like what you just said, and this is this is like a, a reflection of myself and like us too. Mm-hmm. But like it's okay to say you don't know. Yeah. Humility. Yeah. It's so okay to say you don't know. Somebody asks you because it, it, it happens a lot. People who aren't believers, they're gonna ask believers, you know, all right, well, if you believe in this, then why did this happen? Or yeah. why does this happen? If you don't know the answer, don't answer. Say, you know what? Honestly, I don't think I can answer that right now, but I'm going to do some research and then I'll get back to you. Or even better, invite them to research with you. Yeah. Find it together and watch God reveal him to them. Yeah. I had a roommate in college. Uh, he was from a different faith and uh, we had a lot of conversations like that. And it's one thing I missed was opening the Bible with him. I would go and study with myself and go take it back to him like a messenger instead of being a disciple and leading him to Jesus, you know? Um, and then another question is, why and we'll get to that one i think that's a later episode topic um next one is why slash how can i trust my bible that's Mm. a deep rabbit hole Mm. and it's so good can't wait to talk about that uh next one why the bible it seems like there are so many other ways to get my scripture in we touched on that a little bit um and then a lot more just like deeper dive on the questions we talked about what do i do what do i do if i struggle with an event or scripture rubs me the wrong way what are the benefits of knowing and reading the bible and dissect what something we also want to get into as time goes on is dissecting stories or like the narrative events of the Bible, um, pulling them apart and hopefully teaching better. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, cause we're starting a high level now. Like yeah. we're going to get into some deep, we want to grow people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And lead them to the Bible. Um, if there's one objective we have from this whole podcast is to encourage you all to read your Bibles, to get in a community of believers and to seek the kingdom of God and repent from your sins. That's mm-hmm. what we're going for. Yeah. Um, we'll grow and mature and I'm sure more things will get out of the list, but right yeah. now that's where we sit. And ultimately like it's a reflection of our church too, dude. Our yeah. church's mission is to build people who bring heaven to earth. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what we're trying to do. That's simply all we're trying to do. And everything else that I just said too, but like, man, it, it's just really encouraging to know that like we have the opportunity and we have the chance to, um, set the tone and, you know, be the light to this world that people truly need. Yeah. Yeah. So much hope. There's so much hope out there. Eternity's a real place. God's a real person. Jesus is a real person. Holy Spirit's there with you. Mm-hmm. Um, man, yeah. I'm Lots excited. to touch on. <laughs> yeah. Lots to touch on. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, 
We're grateful, grateful. We're praying for you. Again, if you have questions, send them in. Um, we'd love to sit down and uh, study them, bring answers back to you, or even invite you to chat with us and you know go through something together. Uh, send in questions, anything that you're praying for, how we can pray for you, um, breakthroughs in your life, whatever it is. We just want to do life with you. So yeah, yeah, for sure. I love it, dude. You just nailed the outro, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, like Zach just said, you know, let us know if you guys have any questions. Uh, do us a favor. Make sure you guys share this on whatever platform you're watching it on. Share it with five people in your text messages. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Send it in a DM. Maybe who cares? Just send it to five people. That's all we ask. Mm -hmm. And uh, five people you're praying for. Yeah. Five people that you're praying for to hear the word of God. Um, send it to them and uh, let them know that you're listening to these two hooligans that <laughs> are just trying to better the world. Yeah. And, uh, through scripture. Through scripture. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, without, without any... Any other things being said? I think we're good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys in the next one. We appreciate you guys. Again, make sure you guys share it with somebody. Hit the like button, the subscribe button on if you're on YouTube. And uh, we will see you guys in the next one. We love you. We're praying for you. And God bless you. Chose to cleanse me up. Now I'm testifying. Oh, your greatness, this is a different